Seeking His Face, today on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Let's go. Hey, greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you, and I am so glad to be able to be with you. I want to talk about seeking the face of God and, and just give um, more substance to what I talked about on Sunday. And I think that one of our biggest problems is, is that we, we struggle with understanding. The scriptures don't give us a how-to of seeking God's face. It, uh, church gives us a how-to of doing church. But scripture really doesn't give us a how-to in seeking his face and seeking him. Even though it will say, those who diligently seek me will find me. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. So you need to be able to rely on um, other people's experiences a little bit. Where they can piece together scripture for you. But I would say this, that number one, the best thing you can do is to actually just seek him. And what I mean by that? Well, I mean that stop thinking that there's a method of doing it and just do it. Um, there's not a method um, of falling in love. I mean, there's no method to that. We just kind of do. And uh, we write books about our experiences of it. But I can't just go out and, um, you know, fall in love. I just can't. Um, I don't want to. Number one, I'm married, but I'm just saying um, you can't just go out and find the perfect spouse. And you can't just um, go and find everything to be perfect. A lot of people are looking for the perfect relationship and all that. And they, they don't have any effort in dating. And I don't mean you have to date like sleep together. I mean having dinner, getting to know somebody. Sometimes that is just totally uh, forsaken. And, and, and by the way, when they do that, their relationship with God seems to have that same parallel. Um, God is a pursuit. He is someone we pursue constantly. And it's someone that we can't, we can't pursue on our own in the sense of, I cannot do it without him. I can't, um, there, and that's probably why he doesn't give us a lot of, um, um, a lot of methods, you know, um, you know, sit down in your room, put on a good song, sit and listen to me, meditate this and say this 40 times and I'll be there and that kind of thing. And um, so I want to, uh, if I could, take a moment to tell you that seeking God was something I did as a heathen. I didn't know who God was. I knew there was a God. And I think for me, I was looking for, I, I believe there was a God. I, I never, I don't can't remember any place where I didn't believe that there was a God. I didn't come from an atheistic childhood. We were Catholic, but my family didn't know who God was. They certainly didn't know who Jesus was. Maybe they knew of Jesus, but they didn't know who Jesus was. They didn't preach to me Jesus, you know, and I can't remember my not saying my family, my parents didn't pray. But I can never remember my, I can never remember one time we prayed uh, together. And um, 
And so I had to, you know, when I was 20, uh, well, I'll tell you from my parent, my father left, uh, him and my mom split up when I was 16 and I was in a fog and a really dark place for about, um, five years at least. And, um, I don't know how far I want to go into this, but I was actually, um, with another girl in a relationship. And I just felt this yanking of my chest to look for God. And I was, I was a heathen. Um, I haven't told this story that much, but I really don't like talking about my past in this way because it doesn't bring any honor to God talking about our sin. And, um, I broke it off with her because there was just, there was something missing. And believe it or not, I met Kathy three weeks later. Um, and, um, Kathy was a backslidden Christian. I can remember this. We were dating for about two months. Now I'm on this hunt for God. Now I'm not living for him. I'm not, I'm not living right. I don't know what righteous living is. I don't know what uh, godly conduct is. I have not seen it. I not, I, I'm not aware of the word or anything like that. And I, and I remember just kind of like really seeking God to really look for him, to look for him wherever he could be found. So I began to um, read the Bible. And, and this is uh, the beginning of, I can tell you the day, the beginning of 1987, um, uh, I began to, to read the Bible. And my brother gave me a Bible. He was a born-again Christian. And he gave me a Bible, and I began to read it. And I don't know who God is. Now, I read it all the way through in 87, all the way through in 88, and was reading it through in 89. And it's not until 89 that I receive Jesus. I get the revelation that, because I don't have the revelation before this, that Jesus is the answer. And I, and I, I don't have that revelation until October of that year, which October, like, 20th or something like that I I went to a meeting someone mentioned Jesus and it like like a light bulb went off and I don't know what to do with that because um so it takes me six weeks before I on a Monday I was off Sunday Mondays on a Monday morning uh Kathy goes to work and I'm just puzzled like and I feel this pulling uh this drawing of God I decided to go to to the church we were attending and I go, who is this Jesus? And how do I get him? I don't, I don't understand this. And man, the pastor, uh, assistant pastor at the time, Russ Cochran, brought me into the, um, uh, brought me into his uh, office and gave me the scriptures and prayed with me. Um, and then two days later, I got baptized. And three months later, I start pursuing the Holy Spirit to be baptized in the Spirit. I'm not of the persuasion that when we get born again, the Holy Spirit's in us because um, I, I believe even though Paul talks in metaphors that way, that him who has the spirit, but I, I think that's because the apostles made sure they had the spirit. I think that one of the steps we leave out today is making sure everyone has the spirit. We just assume that they automatically have it. And I, the apostles apparently didn't have that belief um, because they were looking for something. Okay. Now, I believe the Holy Spirit was involved in all of this. I believe the Holy Spirit was with me in my youth in my childhood even drawing me. And uh, 
I didn't know it was him. I didn't, I can recognize it now. I didn't know it was him, even in my childhood. Um, God. And how much, how gracious he was to me and how loving he was to me is remarkable to me at times. It's, it's quite stunning when I think about it. And I think sometimes we don't recognize that. We don't, um, oh man, it's going to get me all wooey, but, um, so all I knew, first I knew this, I could read the word. Like I could, I could stick my face in here and I could read it and I could read it daily. Now, the first thing that I, one of the things I had was, um, one of the things that I could do was read the word and I didn't understand it, but I was hungry for it. I was, I was thirsting for it. I was seeking it. I was after it. I was, I was going to do, um, as much as I could do. Um, I didn't know Holy Spirit yet. I don't know doctrine. I don't know. I don't know the commandments. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm All I know is I've, uh, I believed in Jesus and something happened in my life. Like something transpired. I don't know about the new man. I don't, I'm none of this stuff that I know today. Do I know? And I wasn't satisfied just being born again, uh, because I didn't know what that meant. Number one, I didn't know, didn't understand it. And, and my thing was the pastor told me to get in the word that the word was God's word. It was irrefutable, um, holy word of God. And so I was like, wow, like, I didn't know that when I was reading it before, you know, it was the Bible, but it wasn't the word of God to me. And that I just, you know, it's so simple. I just obeyed the pastor. You know, that's all I really did was I said, okay. And I began to read the Bible and I began to pray. And my prayers in the beginning were prayers of Lord, keep this away from me, which God, I'm so thankful for those prayers. Lord, and, and it was kind of, Lord, you know, I, I I was a real good heathen, so I didn't want to be that guy anymore. So it would be like, Lord, change me, do whatever you have to do in my life. And I don't even know if I was aware of intimacy with the Lord. I think I was more just trying to be educated, you know, trying to learn what Christians know kind of thing. So I won't even tell you that from the beginning it was about intimacy Um I didn't have that language. I didn't have that revelation. And, I, and I'm and i so thankful that, by the way, even when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it wasn't, there wasn't a language around the culture I was in, even in that, where it was like, he's your friend. He's, you could talk to him all day. He's with you wherever you go. Um, it wasn't even that. That wasn't even, um, that wasn't even an awareness part of it. And so I had to learn when I talk about, by the way, I've got a great series called Come and Abide um, on my website. I It's GSS number like seven, six or seven, somewhere in there. Uh, go and go to lewisdcn.com and get that one because it's more than I could tell you in a podcast. Uh, it's a six-parter. It's pretty extensive. Uh, it's six, you know, video lessons. I suggest you get it. All right. And this was my pursuit. It was like, okay. And I remember reading stuff 
on in scripture and oh like it was so alive to me like you know here's here's one of those scriptures that i loved and um like i would read this this is psalm 40 i waited patiently for the lord and he inclined to me think about that like here you are you're you're just waiting on the lord you're just talking to him, lord i love you i love you and it gives the image of the Lord doing this. Oh, look at Lewis. I'm inclined to see what he's saying. It's it's, but that's what that's what David wrote. You know, he, and heard my cry. See, doesn't mean I was in my in my prayer room going. <laughs> doesn't mean that there was a cry in my heart to know God. I don't have language for it. I don't have. See, sometimes we we're we're worried about what we say. You know. And I think the best thing that I stumbled on, um, um, in a way, was just being foolish, just being, um, uh, being able to be led. And I was just hungry. And so, I think sometimes we get hung up with what we don't know, and because we don't know it, we sometimes. Um, think that our lack of knowledge is going to keep us from stuff and really it's our lack of understanding and truth this truth that is god doesn't need the wisest people he's wisdom for us he doesn't need the bravest people he's the conqueror what he wants is yielded people who will come and spend time with him who will wait on him you know listen to this psalm another one of my watering holes and i, I was reading psalms I had this, uh, I have it somewhere in here. I gave it to my son, I think. But it was Psalms and Proverbs in the living paraphrase. It wasn't a translation. It was a living paraphrase. And it was, um, you could read so many Psalms and a proverb every day. So every 30, 31 days, you would go through the whole book of Psalms and Proverbs. And I did this for like two years. And so I really fell in love with the Psalms. I read this like in 37 do not fret because of evil doers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. They shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Don't just trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you your desires of your heart. Now, that word delight actually means this. It means be pliable. Delighting in him brings about a flexibility in me to allow him to lead. Here, you know, here's the problem. If I get too rigid, then he can't lead me. You know, if you ever dance with someone who doesn't like if you're a man and you're and you're leading and the woman doesn't let you lead and she and she's too rigid, then you can't lead. You you have to let the man lead. Okay? Now, it's going to sound chauvinistic, but that's just the way it's been done. Look, I don't mind. I had a, I had a girl when we were out in Oklahoma uh, for air traffic control school. We'd go out, and I wasn't saved, but we'd all go out as a, team, as a classmates on the, on the you know, weekend. And really more so after I graduated, because I didn't go out during graduate, like until I graduated. Then we had three more weeks. But I had one of the girls there was a dance instructor. She was dating one of the other guys, but we'd all go out. And I said, can you teach me how to step? And you know what? I had to let her lead. She was teaching me how to two-step. I could almost still do it, but it's been a really, really long time. I could probably pick it up again. But she taught me how to two-step. You know what was important for me? 
at that point, she had a lead. Not me. I wasn't the leader. She was the leader. And she taught me how to two-step. And I never done that before. You know, I still haven't done it since because I don't go out there much. But, um, you know, you have to, um, uh, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead. And so one of the things that I would, like I'd get stuck on, like this word delight. Well, now that word means to be pliable. It means to be, I always call it being liquid, being, allowing the Lord to form you. You know, if you're, if you're rigid, you have to go in the fire so you become unrigid. You know, you have to be melted, molten again so God can shape you. And so that's why there is a refiner's fire and there is a, a place of God just breaking us up sometimes and allowing it to do. So uh, I would, you know, it says, listen to this. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust awesome. This word trust becomes a big thing because um, relationship, look, here's, here's, let me just tell you a thing. My friendship with God could only go to where his lordship is gone. And his lordship will only go to the level of my trust in him. In other words, it's hard for me to let him be Lord if I don't trust him because I'm going to try to steer my own way. But if I totally trust him, then my thing is you're the Lord. I'm your servant. You lead. I'll follow. Okay. And then if I allow that in my life, there's a pliability and there's a joining together where we, we become one. He's still leading, but we're one. And we can walk together in intimacy. Okay. If that doesn't happen, then we're walking like this. We can walk like this. Maybe I'm out in front hoping he's following. Maybe we go in different directions. I want it. I want this union to happen. I want this fellowship to happen with him. And I didn't have the language for all this. And you might go, well, look, I don't understand the language. I didn't either. That's the great thing of it is that you don't have to understand all the language. That's not the point. Matter of fact, if you learn the language before the experience, you'll try to um, short circuit the pathway with God. You'll try to um, get it done before it's done. You'll learn the language, you'll be able to say all the right stuff, but you won't be there. And so it was amazing how I would, it was this room right over here, that I would go in here I was already saved. By the way, by the time we got in here, I'd already been saved uh, four years, but uh, three years. I got saved in December of 89. We moved in this uh, house January of 93. So just about three years. And I can remember in my, I can remember in our little apartment, it was 600 square feet. Okay. Um, and I'd get up in the morning, usually before Kathy, because I had real early shifts. And I'd get up and I'd go to my dining room table. And I didn't really drink coffee back then, so but I'd get up and get something to drink or something to eat, and I would sit with my Bible and I'd start reading. And then I would I would just kneel down um, at a dining room chair, and I'd pull it out so I could put my head there, and I would I would just pray for about 15 minutes. That was my prayer life. That was literally it in the beginning. Wasn't anything spectacular, but you know what I think? What I what I know about the Father is this, man. That's good. He like. He knew I didn't know. He knew I didn't come from a background. He knew I didn't know anything. He knew I hadn't trained. He knew he knew who I was before I knew who I was. And he wasn't going like, well, you know, if you can't pray longer than that. He he took every step I took 
and he took one closer. So every time I took a, stu stu a step closer to him, he took a step closer to me. Now, he's always here, but I'm talking about it's like that veil, that veil getting torn in our in our hearts where the, he's already ripped down the veil, which is his flesh, but it's that veil getting removed that is keeping the blockage. So he would just come closer. And I remember just praying, you know, I didn't have a powerful prayer life, what you would think was a powerful prayer life, but I did have this, want and hunger. That's what I had, want and hunger. I wanted him. I wanted to know him. I would read, as you can see. I mean, I was in the storage unit this week, and there's still six boxes of books. I'm trying to think. I get those books home. I still got a little room in the shelves. If I move some stuff around, I might be able to get a couple more boxes in here. We'll see. But I, I just know I was hungry. And I know that I wanted to know him. And I wanted to... Excuse me. I wanted to enjoy him. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to, I wanted to just fellowship him. Now that has birthed into a lot in my life, but it's still, it's still the simplest prayer I could pray is, God, I just want to be with you. I, you don't need the language. You just need the hunger. And hunger, um, you know, I can go into a restaurant and not know the language, you know, I go to Italy. I don't speak Italian, but, you know, I can point, what's this? And they'll tell me, you know, uh, I, I, I don't have to have the language, but I can go to the Holy Spirit. Of, what's this? See, the Bible says in Psalms, it says, when you said, seek your face, your face we did seek. That was me. See, what does it mean to seek his face? What does it mean to seek God? Well, I already have him. I have, well, no, 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 no. You have him in this port. He wants that. He wants you to have him in the fullness. Um, and I don't know if we'll ever get to that fullness on this side. I really don't know, to be honest with you, because um, I think there's always more. There's always more. And I want to be um, so consumed with him all the time. And um, that takes a, a pursuit. And I know you're hungry, and I know you're thirsty, but one of the things that might be tripping you up is thinking that you're not smart enough. I am not the smart guy, okay? I'm the guy who, um, without Holy Spirit, folks, I don't know anything. Yo, but Lou, you read a lot. Yeah, I read a lot because I didn't know anything, but a lot of the books I read have been led by the Lord, and um it's not a matter of just reading it. I can read, but it doesn't mean I can comprehend. That's the Holy Spirit, and that's the Spirit's understanding. And, you know, I, I love I love that God says, seek me. You know, I love that he says, come, seek me. And and our, our job is to say, yes, Lord, and seek him. And I'm going to just be honest with you. I'm not going to make it easy for you. Um, that you can't, you can't not make time for him and think you're seeking him. You're going to have to make time for him. You can't not make time for him and it work out for you. 
Okay, I'm just going to let you know that. Um, without seeking him, without making time, it's okay. I am married to the most wonderful woman. It's going to be 35 years this January. She is the most wonderful woman. Um, I'm just so blessed. And I, I, I sit up, she always falls asleep before me at night. And then, you know, and then I sit there and I just look at her sometimes and I go, man, I'm so blessed. I do love my wife. And, and you know what? I didn't marry her to not spend time with her. I married her because she's so above. She so touched me. She, I just fell in love with her. Well, that's what happened to me with Jesus. That's what happened to me with the Father. That's what happened to me with the Holy Spirit. I fell in love with God. And I've got to spend time with God. And I know you want to do that same thing too. Here's what I would suggest to you. Just sit down. Give yourself a place where you're comfortable. And by the way, buy my series coming about. I hate pitching my series, but I'm going to pitch it. It's based off of this book by Madame Guyon. Um, called Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ. Now, you can still get this book. Uh, look for seed sowers. They're out of Jacksonville, as a matter of fact, by the way. Jacksonville, Florida. Look for seed sowers. And, um, um, and see if you can't um, find it online. But get my series, because I, I go through chapter to chapter. But um, of the things that I learned... And, um, and of God. So I want you to experience those things too. I want you to experience the depths of Jesus Christ. Um, this this book here is so phenomenal. It's written by none, Madame Guyon, and um, just so phenomenal. So let's pray. We're going to seek his face. And... And... You have to fight through the distractions of life. You got to fight through the challenges of life, the everyday stuff of life. You got to fight through all that stuff to be successful with this. He doesn't make it easy in the sense of like you sit down in the chair, boom, you're in a cocoon. He doesn't do that. But he will meet you. And every time you draw, every time that you come to sit in the chair, you go, Lou, I want to abide with him 24-7. Well, he's number one with you 24-7. So... Even though I do have times of intimacy, I call them like sitting here, times of intimacy, we talk all day. You know, me and my wife have times of intimacy, but we talk all the time. But then there's that special time, okay? Well, with God, make that special time daily with him, but talk to him all day. He'll talk to you. And I tell people, this is the strange things for people. is like most of the time my revelation doesn't come here. It comes just walking around. All of a sudden God will speak to me and what he's testing me in and what he does test me in is when he speaks that, well, I allow my life to be interrupted and pursue him in that moment. And it is a test, by the way. It does test me. And he's, he's just seeing if I'll turn for the burning bush, if I will, you know, listen for the sound in the mulberry trees, if I will, if I will hear his still small voice, or, or am I demanding he meet me here, or am I willing to meet him when he's ready to meet? In that sense, you know, he's Lord. Remember, he's Lord, not me. And so, Father, I thank you right now for your saints here, Lord. I thank you that you are drawing us in this hour. You're drawing us close. 
You're pulling us into you by drawing us to the hunger and to the thirst of your presence. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that everyone who listens to this, I hope they get hungry. I hope they get thirsty. I hope they get radically in love with you because they're going to do great exploits in the earth. Those that are full of God will do great exploits in the earth. Thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. And uh, go check out that series. Go to my website, lewisdcn.com. We're taking a little break from the School of Prophets till October. And then we'll kick back up. So we'll start promoting it again in September. Just taking a break. Six months is a long time for me to have every Tuesday night. So we're taking a little bit of a break. And uh, we'll do it again uh, come October. I love you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.